0: Rams, and we're back for another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins, and my name is Derek Diamond. And it's been a very gremlin-filled afternoon with all of this technology that we use to record. But we are forging ahead and making a show. And my name is Jason Robbins, and we're here to to do stuff. <laughs>
1: We're here to talk uh, retro games, uh, some news, and uh, a little bit of Star Wars stuff.
0: Yeah, so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about Kenobi, but we're not going to going to try not to spoil it for you. So uh, we'll try to be as spoiler-free as possible. But uh, you definitely, both of us, watched the first two episodes. I'm pretty sure everybody listening to the show has watched the first two episodes. And what are your initial thoughts? Overall, I'm extremely happy with what they're doing. It's
1: funny because I had planned to wake up early on Friday to watch both episodes before I had to go into work. But then they announced at celebration, which also took place this past weekend. They're like, Oh, the episodes will be available at 9 PM Pacific time, which is 11 our time. Uh And this was at 10 30. And then I just kind of looked down at my phone, looked back at Samantha, looked back at my phone and I'm like, I'm staying up. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, the Kenobi drops in 30 minutes. She's like, oh, well, okay. So stayed up and, and watch both episodes. I mean, there, there are little things that I couldn't nitpick about it, but they would kind of be getting into spoiler territory. So I don't really want to do that, but overall, I'm very happy with what they're doing. It's great to see you and McGregor back. He hasn't skipped a beat. If anything, he's better as Obi-Wan now, because the last two to three minutes of episode two, his facial expressions were like they they were like an emotional gut punch.
0: yeah. yeah, that last uh, that very final scene of episode two was just kind of a, kind of a gut punch because we were waiting for that moment when you know what happens happens and we were wondering when did, when because we never knew when he actually knew said thing, Mm -hmm. so we finally have a definitive answer about that now.
1: I was curious about that too, and I maybe I was expecting it to happen maybe in like episode three, but given the fact that I think they released the first two episodes at the same time for a reason, and it's because of what happens at the end of episode two.
0: Yeah, it's a nice little cliffhanger uh, of an episode.
1: And the crazy thing is as we're talking about this, we only have to wait two more days I know, and we get to see what
0: happens,
1: (laughs) but it's, we've talked about how much we love that time period in star Wars between episodes three and four, seeing what goes on on Tatooine, what's going on around the rest of the galaxy with the empire, like really having a stronghold over everything that's going on. It's just, I've, I've loved it so far and I I know there's a, a particular character that that you don't care for, but um I I think I know what's going to happen with her. I think
0: she's going to overstep her boundaries to a certain individual that well it's has not no- that I, I don't like the character. I like the character. I just feel as an actor as an actor I feel like she's hamming it up a little too much. And That's just my personal taste. I don't think she's bad. I just... eh, As an actor, I can tell when someone is acting. And the whole key to acting is to not smell like you're acting. And it feels like she's acting to me. And that's what I don't like about it. But I don't want to get yelled at for that. But that's just my personal opinion as an actor.
1: Well, either way, I... Don't think she's going to survive the series i I think she's going to overstep her boundaries to a certain individual and this certain individual is not going to take very kindly to it.
0: <laughs> well, I think there's another character that uh, we know for a fact that's still around in Rebels that ha- had met his end in episode two. I think he's going to come back and take yeah, care of her agreed. later in the season yeah so. i I agree. But yeah, that's but overall. My, I I love it. My that's my only nitpick about the the show is just a little bit of a little bit hammy acting, but I'm I can live with that. I mean, it's you know it's science fiction, it's fantasy, I can yeah. live with it. But um, but I do feel like a lot of people are, I've read online people angry about how weak Obi Wan is, and I'm like, well, that kind of gives. Gives you an idea of why he was the way he was in Episode 4. Because using the Force is like a muscle. If you don't use it, it goes away. And, you know, it happens. It's just the way it is.
1: There's another thing, too, because as we both know, no one hates Star Wars more than fellow Star Wars (laughs) fans. (laughs) Let the story play out.
0: Exactly. Just let it happen. It's not finished
1: (laughs) Wait until you see the full body of work before you judge it, because people I really don't want to spoil anything, but people are Star Wars fans are doing what I was afraid they would be doing, and that is they are nitpicking because it's not exactly what they thought it would be yeah and if if they if they keep going after a certain young actress they they need to they need to be put in check, and I also yeah. want to try and keep this. At least PG 13, because I was, I could go on a profanity filled rant about that, but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that here.
0: Yeah. Uh, People need to uh, check themselves before they wreck themselves and just know that it's just a TV show. It's not, if it's not what you expect it to be, your life will not be ruined. So just let it, let things happen the way they're going to happen and quit being, quit being dicks about it. And if you don't like it, like if you hate it that much, don't watch it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Don't watch it. Like if there's a movie or a show I don't like, I don't watch it. I don't comment on it other than, uh, oh, it's not really my thing or
0: I don't particularly care for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, not my thing. If I've, there's been plenty of shows that I don't like and you know what? I just stop watching them and it's okay. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, but I don't have much more to say cause I don't want to spoil anything. So. <laughs> yeah you... i'm i'm sure once the series is done we'll do
1: like a full recap of it but i, I did want to say real quick it's a great time to be a star wars fan because look at the shows we have coming out not just this year but next year too we've got season three of mandalorian we've got ahsoka we've got bad we got season two the bad badge yeah tales of the jedi which yeah. i think will be really cool
0: so i'm so we, we've got some great stuff to look forward to i'm happy to be a star wars fan right now.
1: Yeah. I like, would you rather have nothing at all? Exactly. (laughs) Is what I'm saying to, (laughs) like, just the the fans that just can't be
0: satisfied with anything that's not, like, in their mind as how things should be. Yeah, and I always say the same thing, people that bitch about TV shows and movies. If you don't like it and think you can do better, write something better and go out to Hollywood and try to make it yourself. And then they'll see that it's not easy. Exactly. But on that note, um, we got a little bit of news to get to this evening. What do you say? Let's do it. First all, of our stories tonight were submitted to us by Mr. Armes Jackson and, uh, Several other people, I think I Am The Rampage, sent something in. Uh, Several people sent some stories in. But if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. And this first story comes from Nintendo Life. Popular Flash game Indestructo Tank to get a physical release on Game Boy. Digital 2. Um, The death of Adobe Flash Player on the 1st of January in 2021 Many creators have gone to great lengths to preserve the projects they created over the years. If you're around at the peak of this era, then the name Newgrounds will be familiar to you, and I'm sure everything has something they spent hours upon hours of mouse-clicking on. One game that released on the site and still available there is Indestructo Tank, an arcade-style game that lets you drive an indestructible tank, and in the vehicle you're safe from bombs. Uh, you can bounce off of them into the air and then maintain uptime by bouncing off the of helicopters, planes, and other airborne modes of transportation. Uh, the game was previously self-published by indie developer The, Ex- the Ex- EXP Games, followed, following a successful Kickstarter campaign, and now the second publishing run by Incubate will help get the Flash game into more people's Game Boy's. If you don't have an original gray brick, you can also use the cartridge on your Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance. Uh, It's due to come out sometime this month. You can check out, um, let's see, it's going to be, you get a sealed box, clear cartridge, clear cartridge protector, instruction booklet, sticker sheet. And you uh, also get the digital version, which includes game ROM, digital soundtrack, PDF game manual, high resolution cover art file. And uh, this sounds kind of cool. I, I mean, if I had an original Game Boy or a Game Boy Advance, I would definitely try to pick something like this up. So I still have my Game Boy Advance. Do
1: you? Yes, I do. I still have my original one that I bought back in, I believe it was 2002, whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. So I I may actually get a physical copy of this because I, all the stuff that it comes with is... Like stuff that would come with Game Boy games back in the day, like with the the cartridge protect protector, the instruction book, and it it looks like straight up, you know, mid to late era of Game Boy. And there's you know, the, a, like, a link the, the, in
0: the article that'll take you to the page where you can buy it at incubategames.com, and it runs for thirty four ninety nine. And man, it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah the the graphics look. I
1: mean, they look like it belongs on the Game Boy, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's they're not terrible graphics, but it's what you'd expect with a Game Boy. But it's it's a game that like I don't really I'm not very well experienced with these types of games, so I may actually give this a shot, get it for the Game Boy Advance. Thirty
0: five bucks is not bad for what you get here.
1: Yeah, I'll have to blow the dust off of it and probably recharge oh, yeah. it or replace the batteries because it hasn't been turned on in many years. Oh but
0: yeah,
1: this will be cool. That's this'll awesome. This will be very cool. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe give it a, give it a little review yeah. on the show once once we get it. So I think I think Sounds that's pretty like cool. A plan. Yeah, uh, this next story also comes to us from nintendolife.com. SNES platforming shooter Jim Power: The Lost Dimension returns on the Switch. In another obscure retro re-release, publisher QUBYte Interactive and developer Pico Interactive have announced the return of the SNES platformer Jim Power The Lost Dimension in 3D in form of a brand new release, Jim Power The Lost Dimension. It was originally released in 1993 on the Super Nintendo. Gem Power is an action platformer where you have to save the world from a supernatural alien attack. If the game is known for anything, it's its difficulty as well with coming with 3D glasses like most things in the 90s did. Yeah, uh, It comes with a number of new options, including screen filtering to allow everyone to experience the game as it was meant to be, including a brand new 8-bit NES version and the long-lost Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis release. Um, I watched the trailer a little while ago, and
0: th- this looks like a game that would be right up my alley. I think I, if I remember, this seems really, really familiar, and I think I actually rented this when I was younger. I I knew of this game, but it
1: was just one that you know I, I was focused on like so many other games at the time that it's one that just kind of slipped through the cracks, but. It's pretty cool that it's getting a, a re-release and there's also a special limited edition mm. which comes in a box and is bundled with a ton of extra stuff including, uh, as we mentioned, red and blue 3D glasses. Uh, only a 1,000 copies of these will be available. You get a double-sided 3D poster. You get the physical game, the manual sticker, 3D glasses, a card, and a flyer. Oh, and the soundtrack yeah, comes with it CDs. as well. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's um, that will be available for hundred and fifty-four dollars. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a lot of stuff. Like, I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't spend the money to get the, the full like special edition.
0: But well, actually, I, that one you just talked about is the uh, the special limited edition, which is fifty-four ninety-nine. The one that's 154 is the one that comes with uh, oh
1: the physical cart. The three okay, yeah.
0: yeah three retro yeah. cartridges of the game, uh, uh, the Genesis version, Super Nintendo, and what looks like an old big box uh, like computer version. Hmm. Uh, no, no, it's NES. That's right. It's NES. Yeah. Never mind. So okay. NES, so Genesis and Super Nintendo.
1: Okay, so then all of this for $55 is a much better deal in yeah. my
0: opinion. I mean, even the 150 one, you get a, a Super Nintendo, a Nintendo, and a Genesis cartridge, which is not bad for 150 bucks. And it will
1: come out for the Switch on June 2nd, which is in like 3 days. Yeah.
0: This is That's pretty, pretty sweet. wild. I like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a fun game and it'd be one that, you know, it'd be cool to go back and
0: revisit. And uh, here's a a weird story from PCGamer.com. Company creates, then deletes, NFTs of retro games it didn't own the rights to. Um, Back at the end of April, Metagravity Studio minted a set of playable NFTs called the Retro Arcade Collection. The problem? Metagravity doesn't own the rights to some of the games it was auctioning off. Waypoint reports that the rights for the games like Blizzard's Blackthorn and Remedy's Death Rally still belong to their respective developers. Which never authorized Metagravity to turn them into NFTs. The CEO of Metagravity, Rasheen Mansour, said in a statement that Waypoint a statement to Waypoint that the games the team chose for its collection were freeware mostly, and in some t- cases game demos. Metagravity claims that its intent is to preserve abandonware, in the way a lot of abandonware sites are doing. Um, so, what do you think about this whole NFTs as gaming? thing. I personally, I don't like the whole NFT thing. It seems like a dirty scam (laughs) and to turn it into video game stuff is weird because you have people like this who go and just take things, make them into NFTs and they never owned it in the first place.
1: My favorite NFT will be the last one that's ever made. Me too. Because I, maybe it's the fact that I'm starting now to really feel like the generation gap, but I still don't understand the, con- like people have explained to me the concept of NFTs. Basically, you own but, a receipt that says yeah, you own but, something. But <laughs> what I, it I, don't, is. I still don't get why they're even a thing. Like I agree with you. when I, The first time somebody explained it to me, it sounded like a scam. Yeah. I, like, and how do you not know that you don't have the rights to something? Well, you like mean, I feel
0: like that's something you got to, be pretty thorough about Even Scott Johnson, who was on the show a few weeks ago from the Play Retro show, has had some of his artwork stolen, minted, and they tried to sell it the NFT back to him of his artwork.
1: Uh people just assume that others are dumb.
0: Is this that just sounds so scummy to me? It
1: it is. The whole concept of NFTs is, is really dirty to I don't, me.
0: I don't like it i I just can't wait till it just goes away
1: exactly the best nft will be the last one that's ever made (laughs) yep and then we don't ever have to hear about it again
0: hope you're right we want to tell you all about our friends over at videogamesmonthly.com if you're looking for a way to beef up your video game collection then they have you covered just head over there pick the box you want, and tell them what systems you want games for, and boom! It's like Christmas every single month. So if you're looking for that perfect gift for a loved one, or just treating yourself every single month, and I mean, hey, you deserve it. Just head over to VideoGamesMonthly.com and enter NCR in the Where Did You Hear About Us line at checkout, and you will get a free game in your first month's box. That's right, an extra game. Absolutely free. So head over to VideoGamesMonthly.com. From VideoGamesChronicle.com, Sega is
1: announcing a new project next week, which may be a mini console. A special Japanese live stream will actually take place this Friday at 8 p.m. Japan time, which will be 7 a.m. Eastern, so 6 p.m. Central. A tweet on the official Japanese Sega Twitter account states, urgent notice, live broadcast to announce Sega's new project. Uh, Let's see. uh, uh, The announcement may be a new mini console because the two uh, both announced the Mega Drive Mini at a Japanese Sega festival in 2019. Could this be a mini Dreamcast?
0: Could be. I don't see why not. I mean, there's enough love for the Dreamcast. I think plenty of people like the Dreamcast that even if they were to do, you know, a 500,000 run of the Dreamcast, they would definitely run out.
1: I personally, that's what I hope it is. But I I feel like every now and then we hear about Sega's going to be doing, you know, like this big announcement or this new thing. And then we don't hear about it. But I I hope that this is different so this will be interesting to talk about, you know, because when we do next week's show, this will have been announced. I I hope it's not anything like a like a mini Saturn or something (laughs) like that. Like, I I hope it's a make a mini Dreamcast because that would actually be kind of
0: cool. That would actually make more sense than the Saturn. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what it what it is. We'll find out this Friday. Yeah. Uh, from NintendoLife.com, and I think this is our last story, um, from NintendoLife.com, big news promised at Evercade's second anniversary show. Evercade, a family of gaming hardware which plays physical collection of retro software, turns two this year, and the company behind it is celebrating with a special anniversary show tomorrow. The 20-minute broadcast is scheduled to take place on Evercade's YouTube channel and we'll see the announcement of some new collections for the system as well as a look back on its history. But it's also been confirmed that big news will be forthcoming too. Uh, Let's see. It will air at uh, 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific uh, tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Uh, The Evercade range launched in 2020 with the portable system, but a home console variant was added last year in the form of the Evercade VS so I don't know what they're going to be announcing tomorrow, but uh, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Uh, let's see, there is... There's a wide range of cartridges available now covering the output of companies such as Namco, the Bitmap Bros, Jaleco, and Atari. Um, I'd kind of like to have an Evercade. It seems pretty sweet, but uh, I think I may have missed the boat on that one.
1: Yeah, saying, I mean, it. it still makes me curious as to what their announcement is going to be because it's like you said what more do they have to say
0: so that, that makes me curious as to what it's actually going to be they're probably going to come out and say that they actually made more and uh, they're going to be in mass production maybe fingers crossed because like you I'd I love to get my hands on
1: one of these too like yeah. I, I like the look of it the controller looks pretty cool
0: so why not I don't know we'll we find, find out, out tomorrow have. Of course, everything happens the day after we record.
1: No matter when we move days, (laughs) if we were to move the show to Tuesdays, all the big stories would be announced on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, of course. That's just just how it goes. Uh, And right now, we move into, oh, we don't have any video game history this month. So we're going to go straight into uh, our Patreon shoutouts before we do our review. As always, we'd like to shout out our awesome patrons over
1: at patreon.com slash NerdCaveRetro. We want to shout out Daniel Salmon, Tyler Watson, axeblade 7 Armes Jackson, Hand Solo, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. Rampage, Rampage. Steph Sargent Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mike Eveland, Mr. B Rez Coffee himself, and Brandon Rutledge. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions to the show. And if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, you get early access to our fun commentary tracks. Like this past week, we did Chippendale Rescue Rangers and Darkwing Ducks. So that was we had a, a really
0: fun a nice episode. We did.
1: We had a we had a really nice trip down memory lane. You know, we spoiler warning we didn't talk a ton about either episode <laughs> but we had a lot of fun reflecting on you know what what our lives were like back then because it's it's like wally said shows like that and movies from that time period they spark you know like images of where you were at that time like maybe the house you grew up in where you were in life at that point and that's what's fun about you do. I don't want to entirely speak for you, but that's what I like about doing those commentary. Tracks. Oh yeah,
0: and and this commentary especially because you know we love the episodes, we love those shows, but we didn't really talk much about them. So you can listen to the episode, and not even worry about watching the shows with us <laughs> because it's basically just it's basically just a podcast of us remembering you know the '90s and the '80s basically.
1: The episode title should have been Remember When.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could have called up Paris <laughs> Lily and be like, Hey, you wanna come on? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, should have. God, that's a name I haven't heard in quite a while. Oh,
0: I wish they would bring that show back. I miss. I miss Remember When.
1: Yeah. I remember I had started listening to it and
0: then it just Yeah, they just they went pod away. faded hard. <laughs> they were just yeah, like, that's We'll be back. And then it never came back.
1: But we, we've got so many other great commentary tracks in the vault, too, between National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, uh, Clue, the X-Men animated series, Batman, the animated series, Gargoyles. We've done a ton of great commentary tracks, and I'm sure we'll have some other great ones in the coming months. But if you want early access to those, head over to Patreon.com slash retro. And for new patrons, be sure to send us your social media, whether it's Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, or email so we can give you a
0: proper shout out. Are you a coffee lover? Do you sometimes need that little extra boost for some all night gaming sessions? Well, you should head over to berezcoffeeco.com. They have so many different flavors of coffee. doesn't matter what type of coffee you like. They got you covered. Try the good for gaming roast or the two Hardies one ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. Not to mention, they keep their seasonal flavors all year long like the Fall Spice or the Sweet Tooth. They can even add flavors to your coffee. So whatever you need, head over to brezcoffeecode.com and use the code NCR for 10% off of your order. And tonight, we're going to be talking about...
1: I was really hoping you'd use that track,
0: man. I, there's one thing you can say about the sound chip for the Super Nintendo is, man, that thing could really, really create some awesome sounds.
1: Oh, absolutely! And whenever I turned this game on to play it, you know, for the first time in years, uh, to prep for this show, it kind of like caused me to go back in my chair a little <laughs> yeah. bit because I was just like, man, this sounds great uh-huh. for for a game that's you know nearly 30 years old. It still sounds great. And that's just a testament to the power of the Super Nintendo and the longevity of it. But you thought the Star Wars discussion for this week was over, but Uh it is not because I will be talking about Super Empire Strikes Back or technically Super Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back, which is a 1993 run and gun game for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It, of course, is the second game in the Super Star Wars trilogy based on the 1980 film The Empire Strikes Back. So, there's not really a ton to explain story-wise, because if you've watched The Empire Strikes Back, if you know Star Wars, you know what the game is based on. It it follows the storyline of that movie, with a few minor tweaks, but that's pretty commonplace for adaptations back then.
0: And And that was the thing about these LucasArts games, you know, that were developed by... Uh, JVC and LucasArts Arts, is they stayed, and spe- even when I did the uh, the Indiana Jones um, game a few weeks ago, like they stay pretty close to the story of the movie, you know, with some of the cutscenes and everything. But they take a few liberties here and there to make it fit a game a little better, you know. They chop some stuff out, but for the most part, it pretty much follows the the movies to a T. Well,
1: and the tweaks that they add aren't necessarily a bad thing. If anything, it makes me a little curious to play different adaptations just to see what the tweaks and the changes are. So the biggest one that I can think of, for example, is when you start the game, you're on Hoth, you're playing as Luke Skywalker, follows the storyline of the movie where you see the meteor hit. So you go to check it out and you go into the Wampa Cave well obviously it's more than just you know the wampa knocking you out like yeah. there are other <laughs> there are other enemies in there there's um there's snow minox which are god beyond annoying. Um <laughs> there are these cool like wolf and wampa hybrids that shoot um like frost breath at you. Uh-huh. But they actually look kind of cool and I'm like and I know the technology was limited at that time but if they did, like, a wolf-wampa hybrid for a movie, if they ever go back to Hoth, that'd be yeah. pretty sick, in my it, opinion.
0: And the one thing I found about these games is, you know, the re- original Super Star Wars is pretty hard, you know, because... Oh,
1: this one is too, but it will- <laughs> I'm going to get to that in a minute. But
0: I do feel like they got a little smoother with this one, especially with Luke being able to have his lightsaber so early in the game, and it. I feel like the game gets a lot... Especially once you get to Return of the Je- Super Return of the Jedi, like being able to, you know, throw the the you know force throw the 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 lightsaber, like things got a bit easier as you went along. Still hard as hell, but a, it got a little bit more manageable as the games went on.
1: Well, it's funny you mentioned the the force throw from Super Return of the Jedi. You when you play this game and you get to Dagobah, you get. Almost like upgraded abilities, like mm-hmm. Luke gets more force power, um, which then carries over into Return of the Jedi, which I thought was a pretty cool, you know, continuity piece for that particular game. But the difficulty of this game, it, it it's hard. <laughs> You're going to be blunt. It's it's <laughs> well, the pretty cool hard. Thing
0: about these games too is unlike the the the. Indiana Jones one, where you're, you know, you only get to play as Indiana Jones. In these games, you get to swap between characters, so you get, you know, you get to swap between Luke, um, Chewbacca, uh, Han, Han Solo, and, and and Leia. You know, do you, I forgot? In Empire Strikes Back, do you get to play as Leia at any point, or is it just Return no, of the Jedi?
1: It's just Return of the Jedi. Okay. For Empire,
0: you only get to play as Luke, Han, and Chewie and of course you got Luke who's who you know gets to use the lightsaber you got Han who's got his blaster and then you have Chewbacca who is basically like a tank you know he takes a lot of hits so you can kind of pick if as you go through the game you kind of figure out who who works best on what on what level you know
1: well, the cool thing about Luke is you can also swap between the lightsaber and the blaster, yeah. If you, if you prefer it, which is a good option, but I I found that the lightsaber is just a better weapon. Like, yeah, it's you have to be in close proximity, but I prefer close combat with those type of games than yeah. you're trying to shoot somebody from across the screen. Yeah. So it it's cool to go through the this movie because it's I believe it's. I don't want to speak for you, but it's my personally my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, mine Not just too. in Star Wars, but it's it's movie perfection, in my opinion. And getting to you know go through the storyline of this game from going through the Wampa cave and then eventually fighting the giant Wampa, then leaving fighting the probe droid, fighting on top of the, the AT-AT walker, going through Dagobah. Which I actually I, I didn't make it past Dagobah, but I think that's my favorite level, despite how frustratingly difficult it was for me. <laughs> because like watching Empire Strikes Back, no matter how many times I watch it, I'm always curious to see more of that planet. Yeah, because it's like there's so many mysteries about it. We only really see it in brief glimpses when Luke goes to find Yoda. Um, another thing that they they did change that I you know was reading up on. Um, whenever you're going to Cloud City, you have to fight you know the giant red, uh, red ships that yeah. patrol Cloud City. You have to fight those before you actually get to Cloud City. So yeah, that's another like little little tweak that that is made. But well,
0: that was the the really cool stuff that you know this game used the mode seven to do mm-hmm. stuff like that. With the aerial combat and things like that, that other games didn't really do up to that point. And then once you got to the Super Nintendo, and you had games like this that were using the Mode Seven to do, you know, aerial fighting and actually have it feel like you're actually in aerial combat was was something awesome for the day.
1: And that I think the graphics and just the gameplay of this. They still hold up. Like to me, Empire plays a little bit smoother than the original Super Star Wars. Yeah, and then that was. But to me, the best of this trilogy is Return of the Jedi because I feel like they had the the first two games to really feel out what the controls needed to be and whatnot. So it it plays the best.
0: And with these games too, they uh, they of course they didn't have a battery backup, but they did have password system. For these games, and that's the only way you're going to get through these games. I remember when me and my brother got Super Star Wars um, when it came out for the Super Nintendo, I think I got the code for Unlimited Lives and Nintendo Power, and that was the only way we could defeat that game was just the Unlimited Continues.
1: Yeah, I probably should have looked that up whenever I was going through and playing this because when I first started playing it a week or two ago, I couldn't even make it off of Hoth because <laughs> it was just so like,
0: it's ridiculous.
1: It's ridiculously hard, <laughs> but despite how hard it is, and maybe it's just because I'm a fan, it, it didn't deter me. Yeah. You know, I, I kept go playing through it and then I would die and I'd die again. And I'd die again, and I'd keep going and going until eventually I finally made it off of Hoth. And then, of course, you know, I make it to Dagobah, and that's kind of where we are today. But Mm -hmm. I I, I really like, I love these games because despite how difficult they are, I think they do a very good job of capturing the feel of the universe they take place in. The graphics are good. The controls are pretty tight. For the most part, I have no real complaints about that. Oh, another thing you get in this game too that you didn't have in Super Star Wars is you get the double jump.
0: Oh, yeah, which, yeah. Which,
1: which helps immensely, especially in in Dagobah.
0: I mean, how would you feel if they actually did some more Star Wars games in this style? Like The Mandalorian or you know Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Day one purchase. <laughs> even, if, absolutely... even with the difficulty as hard as, they, as it used to be
1: yeah because if you put the name Star Wars on it, chances are <laughs> I'm gonna get it so yeah I've, despite the difficulty i I enjoy these games immensely. I, do too. I i i I liked playing them when I was younger, I never beat them when I was a kid, but uh, this is one of those franchises that it, it didn't really matter to me, yeah, because I was in the Star Wars universe like in my in my childhood mind, I was in Star Wars. I was getting to go through Tatooine. I yeah. was on the Death Star. I was on Endor. I was I was at these locations. So yeah, the the experience of that is makes these games more than worth it to me.
0: And I apologize for the uh, the people out <laughs> cutting the grass around the apartment complex at seven o'clock at night. So if you hear that, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> who
1: who cuts grass at seven <laughs> o'clock at night? I
0: don't know. These guys do apparently. Um, I I can't stand it. But with these games, there they are. Even with the, the the Indiana Jones one, they are insanely difficult. But they're not broken. If you if you understand what I'm trying to say, like you can get through these games with persistence, and it's all about memorization and pattern recognition it's not it's the the difficulty is not game breaking it's just teaching you to be better the next time you go back through
1: there's a very fine line between difficult and game breaking mm-hmm. and it it gets at least to me in my experience playing it it got close to that line but it never crossed it
0: yeah and of course even with super, the super return of the jedi which I still play occasionally the only way I can I ever saw the end of that game was using the the cheat codes to get through the different levels of the game cuz man those games I love like you said I love the games but they are so freaking hard man
1: yeah the
0: developers of this game they they had
1: a very sick and twisted sense of humor <laughs>
0: I would love to for them to do remasters of these games but actually put in difficulty levels.
1: Yes. There and there are difficulty settings in this game. But even on the easy
0: but it's still, still ridiculously yeah, yeah. hard.
1: Well, because I started on normal and then I was like, let me see how it is on easy. And even still then it was it was difficult. I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. There, there is, um, uh, there's a couple of cool uh, behind-the-scenes stories about this game that I'm not sure uh, that you know about, but in the manual of Super Empire Strikes Back, there was a screenshot of a cut carbon freezing chamber level that came after the X-Wing that showed Luke fighting bounty hunters that was not included in the final game. Really? It also, It also showed an item that would increase the length of Luke's force meter, that was not in the final game as well, so it kind of makes me wonder how the, those made it into the manual. I don't know. <laughs>
0: like it's it's true. Like that, I I don't even have my manuals anymore because I I don't even I used to have all that stuff uh, before Katrina hit, and Katrina took out most of my manuals and everything, so I don't have the manuals to these games anymore.
1: Yeah, the only manual that I still have is from my um Links Awakening Game Boy game. But oh. I, I wish I had kept like all the Super Nintendo ones cuz like you don't really think about the the manuals that would come with the game anymore. Cuz they like they don't they're relics.
0: Yeah. But that was always fun. I miss game. I miss manuals that comes with. Oh, I games. do too. Yeah, I.
1: Whenever we would go to you know the ma- the mall that was like an hour from from our house or whatever, and I would get I'd get the new game. I would go ahead and open the box and I would read the manual on the drive home. Yeah, that way I would kind of have an idea of what mm-hmm. to do once I got home and started playing the game.
0: Didn't these games come with posters too? The Super Star Wars games.
1: I think so. Let, Let me look, look that, that up.
0: up real quick. Super Star wars poster let's see uh, tch, 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 tch. not seeing anything yet uh I see something here for super Empire Strikes back cockpit
1: poster and I see one on eBay
0: I don't know if this came with the game though uh this didn't um see there's print ads. Yeah, I don't don't think this came with the game. I think they did come with some posters, but I don't, I don't remember what exactly they looked like. Yeah,
1: I can't, I can't quite remember. But Uh, kind of going back to to Super Empire Strikes Back, um, it was in the UK. It was the top selling Super Nintendo game in February of '94 and was met with highly positive reviews. Uh, IGN praised the game's enhanced Mode 7 graphics, which we talked about a few minutes ago. Electronic Gaming Monthly gave the game positive reviews, noting the game's graphics and sound, although there was criticism on the controls and hard difficulty. The controls didn't really bother me. Like, I've read that about the Super Star Wars games that people don't really care for the controls, but... Yeah. Like, I... Maybe it's just me, but, like, I got used to them Fairly quickly, like it was. It's like that old muscle memory yeah. kind of thing, you know. Once you start playing these old games, some of them do tend to to come back to you. Uh, Nintendo Power staff rated the game as the fourth best Super Nintendo game of 1993, and IGN placed the game 91st in their top 100 Super Nintendo games of all time. Uh, Complex ranked the game number 20 on their best Super Nintendo games of all time list. They said it was the best Star Wars game for the Super Nintendo. Really? So I I like this game more than the original Super Star Wars, but my favorite is Return of the Jedi. It's a it's a rare trilogy that like got better as it continued, and then its best installment was the third one. That's how it, really it should be because every game's sequel should improve upon the foundation of the game that came before it yeah Uh, but it they also said that they felt the game was the most difficult of the three games
0: i'm looking at right now uh empire strikes back for the nes because that was they never made uh they never made a return of the jedi for the nes and even right now it's really hard to find Uh, Looking up on Google, it's hard to find information on the Empire Strikes Back for the NES. Got a couple of screenshots here, and I don't think I ever played this for the NES.
1: No, I I never played a Star Wars game for the NES. It wasn't until Super Nintendo.
0: I did play the original uh, Star Wars for the NES, and it was not great.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, in that time frame, you just had so many hit-or-miss uh, games whenever it came to, to adaptations.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they had, I think, Super Star Wars and regular Star Wars for the NES both came out around the same time. And I think they were pretty different as far as gameplay, but mm-hmm. I remember playing it for the NES and being not that impressed with it. But the Super Star Wars games were just where it was at.
1: Well, they offer so much replayability, too. Like, yeah, they're difficult, but I I enjoy, you know, popping in Super Star Wars or Super Empire Strikes Back and be like, you know what, let me see how far I can get.
0: Yeah, I do the same thing with Super Return of the Jedi, because that's the only one I still have for my Super Nintendo. Funny enough, that's the only one that I don't have. Really? <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, I've I've had my copies of Super Star Wars and Super Empire Strikes Back for for quite a while. I just haven't played Empire, in you know, God knows how long.
0: Well, the thing about the Super Return of the Jedi is, every time you die, it, it, the game mocks you with uh, Emperor <laughs> Palpatine. <laughs> I forgot about that. So I don't. You don't get that in Super Empire Strikes Back, do you? Uh, no. You
1: get the um. Well, whenever you die, you just respawn at the start of the level. But if you run out of lives, you have um, Yoda pop up on screen. And if you say you want to continue, he says, do or do not. There is no try.
0: And Super Return of the Jedi, you die and all you get is the Emperor going (laughs) 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 laughing at you. You're like, you son of a bitch.
1: (laughs) That was a pretty good uh, impression of the Emperor's laugh. (laughs) I dig it. But yeah, as far as a number grade Again, it's a very difficult game, but I might be a little biased because I like Star Wars and it's based off of my favorite movie of all time. I I would give this game. I don't want to give it as high as like an eight or an eight and a half because of how difficult it is. Yeah, I'm i am going to say a I'm gonna say a seven and a half.
0: I think that's it, the only thing that does keep it from getting that high of a score. Is it is so difficult.
1: It's a great game otherwise. I love the soundtrack the graphics are great they're perfect for that era and that time mm-hmm. the level design is really cool i like the pers- i personally like the tweaks and everything that they added to the experience of the game that's different from the movie getting to con- getting to use luke's lightsaber and then getting the force abilities later on is cool but the difficulty does bring it down a little bit for me
0: yeah i really think uh, there would be a market for uh for them to, for Lucasfilm or Lucas if they are Lucas Arts even still around I want to say they were dissolved when Disney bought uh bought Star Wars yeah if they could I think but I think they have brought Lucas Arts back though to start making games I think it would be pretty cool if they started doing you know even if they went back and did like the prequels and the sequels I would still play those as this type of game
1: yeah, it makes me wonder why they never they never did that. I mean, I know we were in the transition to 3D when episode one came out, but maybe now that you know you have like the return of that style of gameplay with various indie games and whatnot, I think it'd be cool to go back and do you know, like not call it super the phantom menace or super attack of the clones, but just do a straight up adaptation in that style yeah, where you can 16, play as like obi-wan or scroller. anakin <laughs> yeah yeah like in episode one you can play as obi-wan or qui-gon mm-hmm. in episode two you play as obi-wan or anakin
0: and then that third cool. one, cool you have your final battle is is uh obi-wan and anakin
1: that would actually be really cool <laughs> that would be
0: awesome i would yeah, that'd be the really hell cool. out of that
1: i mean i'd even play the sequels too if they made those
0: Except for the third one. <laughs> well,
1: if it's anything like the movie, we wouldn't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, that's that's my whole problem with the, the very last movie is I don't know what's happening in that movie.
1: So this is just how petty I am. If I were designing... The, these types of games for the sequels, I would include a level in The Last Jedi where you play as Luke and your objective is to go milk that giant thing that he milked yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of the movie.
0: Uh, Thad Mata in the chat room says, I just went through episodes one, two, and three. It's been a while. I had no clue they redid that horrible puppet Yoda and replaced him with CGI. Yeah, the original theatrical release was that puppet that they did, the younger, mm-hmm. you know, quote, younger Yoda, and he looked terrible.
1: Yes. It's sad when a puppet from the late 70s looks better
0: than one from the 90s. I'm seriously about to go throw my laptop at this dude's head if he doesn't stop <laughs> with, with the weed eating outside my window. Why are they doing it so I late? I don't know. It's, freaking it's five seven minutes till seven. What are you doing, man? <laughs> God. Yeah, I I don't know. I I sincerely apologize, everybody. This only happens to me. <laughs> if I it's any my...
1: consolation, I'm, and I don't know how loud it'll be on the recording, I personally can't hear.
0: Okay. it. Okay, I just want my own damn house, man.
1: <laughs> only bad thing is you have to then I'd have everything to do it myself. Some... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's the drawback. Is like if. You know, a few weeks ago, my AC broke. So, guess what I had to do? I had to figure out how to get it fixed.
0: Yeah, that's why. One so, thing I hate about home ownership. Yeah, but, but uh, like
1: everything, it has its pros and its cons. But if you're a Star Wars fan, definitely go back and revisit the the Super Star Wars franchise. And I, I, I like all three games personally. Like, if I were to rank them, it would be. Return of the Jedi would be number one, mm-hmm. then this game, Empire Strikes Back, and then Super Star Wars.
0: And if you haven't played any of the older, uh, you know, '90s era Star Wars games, go try out a lot. They have a lot of those computer games on like Good Old Games and Steam. You know, they got X Wing, they've got uh, Tie Fighter, they've got Dark Forces. All those games are great. So go go check those games out if you've never played those before, and you know, they're a little dated, you know, with the with the graphics and everything, but, you know, they're just, there's something special about those games, especially, you know, because LucasArts just has like that, they're like Nintendo, they have that special sauce about them.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I agree, uh, Staff they're saying- Sergeant
0: Sketch, like, he's been to Biloxi at this time of year, it was unbearably hot during the day, I'd probably wait on yard work until this time of the evening. That is true. <laughs> Fair.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I guess you don't want to do yard work at an apartment complex really early in the morning. No. Of course they do. <laughs>
0: They've been out there at like 6:30 in the morning doing stuff, so.
1: Oh, of course.
0: But I'm sorry, but I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you.
1: Oh, no, no, it's all good. I'm just going to say those are my that's my thoughts on uh Super Empire Strikes Back.
0: So, uh you know what? I think I'm still not sure what I'm going to do next week. I might look back and see if I have any other Star Wars games I might want to Want to review for next week because I still am not done with the major thing that I'm doing right now, which only a few people know about in our Discord, which if you're not a part of our Discord, head over to our Twitter or uh, Facebook and just click our link tree and that'll take you... uh, Actually, no, I have the Discord at the top of the Twitter Twitter page uh, in our website. There's a permanent link up at the top of our Twitter page and that will take you directly to our discord page if you want to be a part of our lovely discord with all of our lovely discord people over there and um but yeah what I'm there's a huge game that I'm going to be reviewing here really soon I'm still not um far enough into the game where I feel comfortable reviewing it yet so it's still going to be a while so I'm not sure Um, what I'm going to do next week. And no, Rampage, I'm not doing Empire Strikes Back for Atari 2600. Even though I have it, (laughs) I'm not going to review it. I am not going to review Atari 2600 games. I'm just not going to do it.
1: There are a lot of things that we'll do, but that is not one of them.
0: (laughs) Uh, I may go back and maybe get Dark Forces or something. I don't know. We'll We'll see. I'll figure out this week what I'm going to what I'm going to review for next week. And I'll let you guys know on Discord or I might just keep it to myself until until next week. But uh, any anything to uh, throw out there before we leave this evening?
1: Yeah, you can just head over to uh, the feature presentation YouTube channel. If you're watching live in about an hour, I'll be chatting with local filmmakers Shannon Williams and Renee Jordan about a really fun short film that they did um, a while back called The Skunk Ape which is uh, making its, I believe, still in a little bit of a festival run. But uh, got to actually watch it on a, on a giant screen at the Gulf Coast Culture Fest uh, a awesome. couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so uh, they'll be on the show to, to chat about that. And then for next week, I've got a very special uh, interview that I'll be doing. And I'll, I'll just say this. If you're, if you're a fan of movie villains...
0: You will mm-hmm. like who it is. Yes, keep an eye out because it's going to be a very, very awesome interview. I, I'm I'm a little anxious,
1: but <laughs> otherwise, I'm really excited about it. So if you wanna if you wanna follow the show, uh, just go to linktreecom slash pod You can find all the social media and subscription information there.
0: Uh, and Thad Mata says I could do Halloween for the Atari in October. No, not happening. <laughs> Uh, Or I could do uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the Atari 2600. Have you ever seen that? I don't think I want to. It's terrible. (laughs) It's so bad. How did we we think Atari 2600 games were any good?
1: There's only one Atari game that needs to be reviewed.
0: E. And you uni- know, yes, <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, but uh, but go check out the open micers podcast, um, and uh, at, at open micers, um, on Twitter and Instagram. And we're going to be going live in about 30 minutes here on Twitch. So if you want to come back here in 30 minutes, we'll be doing open micers and uh, pretty fun show we have over there, me and Mr. Jake Craig. And uh, go check it out at Open Micers, Twitter, and Instagram. And Derek, is that everything? I believe so. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get out of here. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com dot com slash NerdCaveRetro, retro, Instagram and Twitter at Nerdcaveretro, and individually at J and at Derek underscore diamond. And you can go buy some merch from us at ncrmerch.com. And we got shirts, hats, bags, uh pillows, everything you need, ncrmerch.com and of course our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Retro where as little as a dollar a month keeps the show going and we get to do those extra episodes every single month. Those commentary tracks that you love so much. If you can't do that I know times are tough. Go leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Derek please tell them what it's all about. Never tell me the odds. Yes.